to Sex in Iceland with me, your host, Sigurdur, an Icelandic sexologist. Did you know that Iceland is quite phallic? I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, so one of our national cuisines is the hot dog. It's it's not like the German big fat bratwurst. It's more the slender, mm, maybe slightly Americanized hot dog. Um, pinkish, nicely tasting with a lot of different condiments. Um, if you come to Iceland, you need to say, I want a hot dog with everything or pulsa med ötlu. So pulsa is hot dog and we have this hot dog stand in um, central downtown Reykjavik which is quite popular and you can notice it by the huge line in front of it and there having one with everything is a must. Even Clinton had one with everything. This is not going to turn into the Clinton show although the last show did mention Clinton. I was just thinking about this because they have his picture on the wall there. Him stuffing his face with a pulsa. So um, a hot dog you know. And now you might be like, okay, Sega, are you just seeing penises everywhere? Is that is, is that what's happening? And that's actually not the case because, you know, we have have Smaurelindin, um, the Icelandic shopping mall that is shaped like a penis. I kid you not. So at the head of the penis, you have the um, food court. I'm serious. And a little bit of like a, a, a kid's play area and um, they have some rides there and stuff. And down the shaft, you have all the shops and all the stores and everything. And seen as an aerial photo, you can totally like I will I will put it as a comment um, to this to this um, episode. It's totally it's so weird. It's like, why would you do a phallic shaped shopping mall but seriously it is it's not even phallic shape it's just it is a penis okay and then we have the penis museum mm -hmm, which i think almost every tourist that comes to iceland goes to go see so basically it's a collection of animal penises in formaldehyde mm -hmm, in jars i know there are at least two men who have vowed to donate their penis upon their death. One is Icelandic and one is, I, I think it was an American. Hmm, I'm not quite sure. But um, so there you have the various penises of animals on display. And of course, you can buy everything penile uh, in terms of gifts there. They have all these paraphernalia penile paraphernalia, if you will. Um, <clears throat> and then you have our national church, Hallgrimskirka, which has this huge, big, looming tower. Um, and then it has like a little titty in the back, which is kind of cute. But um, And then we have, you know, one of the other tourist attractions is Geysir, which is this... Um, it's not, it's, would you call it a hot spring? I guess you would. A hot spring that bubbles from the ground and goes into regular bursts of water. What makes you think of something that bursts water straight into the air? Or actually, if you're in a squirting kind of thinking, you actually might look at it that way. You might be like, oh, Mother Nature is squirting. I never did think of it that way. See, because I was thinking of it as like the cup shot, but it's actually way better, better to think of it as squirting. So, so go to Gaysit and you'll see Mother Nature squirting. That's too funny. Um, 
we went to Gesa the other day and of course it was packed with a lot of tourists it's a popular place to go visit and um and everybody was standing around waiting for it to erupt which it did like every I don't know five or six minutes or so so you know it's not like you had to wait a huge amount of time and sometimes it was just a little bit but sometimes it was like way high in the air so actually I come to think of it it is it, it resembles more squirting than it does actually the phalluses hmm this is quite interesting I need to delve into this a little bit more well seeing as you know one of the most popular ice creams here ice cream is hugely popular in Iceland who would have thought oh maybe you did think because you were like Iceland ice cream makes sense but um, if you think about it we're an extremely cold and weird weather country we ha- our climate is not ice cream friendly yet we know nothing more fun fun than going out to get ice cream and here it's like like this whole thing i'd say it's like it's one of those date things like you go and get ice cream so if you're ever on a date with an icelander this is totally something that you would end up doing or you would you would end up suggesting that you'd go do on a date or you'd be asked to go do on a date. We go and get ice cream. And it's one of those weird things. And we even were hugely, um, hugely popular here is the blizzard, you know, like a Dairy Queen had with all these candies inside. And we just recently started liking gelato again. We weren't big on gelato. We were big on soft serve ice cream. And if you think about it, it's actually, you know, eating a gelato or eating soft serve, it's kind of, you know, it's, it might be good practice, you know, for oral sex. I remember I was eating a popsicle once. It was really hot. Yeah, that can't happen in Iceland. It was really hot and I was eating the popsicle and my friend was like, okay, you need to just chill out with that popsicle. It feels pornographic. It's like you're, you're going to town. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, just the way that you're going at it. I'm just, I can't even... And I was like, what? What? Are you serious? Do you think other people notice this? And she was like, this is just, calm down, please. And I'm like, I don't know another way to eat a popsicle. You just, you have to, you know, lick it. And, you know, you kind of have to deep throat it. So so it won't lick, so drip down on your fingers. And w- what do you want me to do here? And she's like, just be civilized. So I was looking at people and they were eating their soft serve. And I was like, they aren't being civilized. They're licking all the way on top, around it, from behind, up and down. So I guess, in a way, maybe us Icelanders are quite, uh, yeah, we're quite sexy with our food. Even though our food might not be so sexy. You know, take, for instance, shark. Fermented shark. I wouldn't say it's a national cuisine, but it's one of those things that most tourists try when they get here, or at least they're they're offered a, a bite. Um, it it smells nasty, and I think it tastes even nastier. I can't even you know I I, I can't even try it. I can't. I just can't. My husband eats it. My um <clears throat> my child eats it, or one of my child's. One of my one of my babies is willing to eat, and they and they serve it to kindergartens on what's called thorri. So it's this, um, it's from the old Norse, I guess calendar, which is I think it's the end of January to like February. There they have thorri, and they eat this old weird Icelandic food, like the head of the sheep, the eyes of the sheep, the. Um, tongue of the bull and what are they more the testicles of the sheep the testicle of the bull 
Um, you know, and just all these, all these weird things that just, they just aren't nice and they smell so weird and we're totally fine with putting balls in our mouth and people will like get together to eat the balls. But then if you're asking them about, you know, a little bit of tea bagging or if they like some ball sucking during, um, during sex, it's like, what, what, why would you ask me this? This is way too forward. But then they're totally snacking on somebody else's balls. I don't know why they don't eat the penis, though. Might, might it be too chewy, too, like, veiny or spongy or something? Because, I mean, we'll sometimes even eat the brain, and they'll eat the tongue, they'll eat the eyes. Like, why wouldn't you eat the... I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. This is probably a terrible episode if you're vegan or vegetarian. This is probably grossing you out at this moment. But, you know, actually, we do grow cucumbers here. And when I was starting out as a sexologist, I did get an email from... Uh, so I was, I was at my parents' house. I had my computer in my lap. My mom sat next to me. And um, I was going through my work emails for, you know, scheduling and just organizing myself for the week ahead. And there popped up this huge, this picture of um, a vulva, uh, a vulva totally, you know, chomping down on like a huge cucumber. And I was so shocked that I like closed my computer and my mom was like, what, what, wait, wait, what, what was that? And I'm like, never mind, never mind. That was not... Um, a cucumber in a vulva, it was just uh, um, advertising from some um, cucumber farmer, I'm guessing. I don't know. And so this person was like, oh, we Iceland, we here in Iceland, we grow the best natural dildos or something like that. I just, it was, it was too funny. And actually I have talked about the, the cucumbers here, you know, because seeing as we have amazing water quality and I, I thoroughly enjoy cucumbers, like I really like them. I like the taste of them. And I just, I'll, I, I think I eat cucumber like every day okay so i've said to people okay so if you're if you're being adventurous or if you're you know trying to save money or want to be good to the earth or whatever you want to do um you can totally use a cucumber you can either use it just unpeeled you know if you're i'd, I'd recommend buying organic you know if you don't have icelandic cucumber uh, next to you and you just wash it and then you could totally play it it has a play on textures you know because it can be a little bit i wouldn't say rough rough on the outside and it doesn't exactly have a peel but you could actually take off the peel and then it's all cold and squishy and it's actually something that you could just have like at room temperature or you could put in the freezer for a little bit or in the cooler for a little bit and you can have this kind of a rougher exterior and then maybe a little squishy exterior if you peel it back so i mean the opportunities here, people, they actually are endless. And um, I wasn't in, I wonder if, 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 if they have cucumber porn. Have you thought about that? Like fruit porn. Remember those videos that were circling social media like, uh, what was it, a year ago when uh, she was fingering all those fruits and people were like, oh my God, that's so pornographic. The way she's going at it with that tangerine. Jesus. Um, and I was thinking about it. Um, maybe maybe that's a sub-genre, you know? Maybe that's like a thing. Maybe people like, because people talk a lot about food porn. Um, and maybe that's something that, because you know, p porn is um, illegal here in Iceland. You're not allowed to uh, record or distribute or sell 
pornography here in Iceland? Uh, no, we haven't quite answered the question on what is porn and how will we know it. We're kind of in the same. I know it when I see it. Although we actually do take the stance that it can it involves humiliation of a female. I I believe that's the kind of unofficial, semi-official stance. Um, but I wonder if it's because uh, I think there was an interesting point that um, this one guy made. Ah, oh, now I need to figure out his name. What was his name? He's a Japanese guy, and he is um, he shoots porn. But I read this article. I think ID did like an article about him, where they were saying that he wasn't shooting. Like he was he was asking people what's the difference because he shoots like like bestiality or sophilia um he I, and i know there's a difference between bestiality and sophilia i actually know quite a bit on the subject i actually did delve into it when i was studying i found it very 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 interesting um so he actually did like a photo spread of these various models with you know being Japanese and all with squid and I guess it was like a photographic version of Fisherman's Dream um you can google google that picture um so he did those photos and he was saying okay so what's the difference between like he's like he was like why can we eat an animal but we can't fuck it and I was like mind blown what i had never thought about it because we're always saying okay animals can't consent and of course they can't but but and then and that's one of the arguments that zoo files say they're like actually they they do consent where they show enthusiastic consent but that's a whole issue about consent as well but i i was wondering i'm like okay animals probably don't consent to being killed and eaten either but we're okay with that and he's like so okay why is it okay for animals to come out of our ass as excrement um after our body has digested it but it's not allowed to go in the other way or it's you know it's that it's allowed to go out of the body but not go into the body it's like it's allowed to go into the body via the mouth but not in other orifices what's the difference between orifices and what's the difference between it being alive and dead and it's just it blew my mind i was like what is going on and it disturbed my little brain it did i was like what is this i don't even i don't even understand stand right now but hugely fascinating and totally something because we're now going to be talking about or not now now you know we'll talk about it on a later episode but um because we're talking about this whole era with um robotics and sex and <clears throat> they're talking about if um ai robots need uh like um what do you call it not not human humanitarian you know, if they need like, rights, that's it. If they need civil rights. So they're talking like, they're saying, okay, so it has AI, but it's still a machine. Does it need rights? Does it have rights? Can you do whatever you want with the machine? And it's all these different um, areas that we're going into that are highly ethical and philosophical and highly debatable. No right, no wrong, but just like, huh. I wonder. So this is one of the things that always interests me because I know on a conscious level and I know like um, um, 
I know that eating animals obviously is like isn't the way that we should be going, but still, and people are like, "Don't you? Aren't you upset that this animal had to die for your pleasure?" And I'm like, "Well, it would have been better if it were alive for my pleasure, because that's not okay according to the law. But it is okay for it to die for my pleasure." So it, it was just like the phrasing of it, and the, um, I'm sorry, I've totally probably spaced you out by this. But by by this time, you're probably just going like, what is wrong with that crazy lady up in Iceland saying all this weird stuff? And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating for one thing over the other. I'm just saying it's interesting, but I'm not sure how we did get here from talking about Pulsa and um, geyser erupting like a huge, big squirting vulva, which, you know. Actually, it's kind of cool. I can't get over it, over that. Why did I never see the comparison of gay sit as a squirting vulva? Like, how could I have missed that? Well, obviously, I haven't missed it because I've picked it up now. Um, but yeah, so, and I, I've always wondered why Iceland doesn't have a vulva museum. You know, now they have a vagina museum in London. And I actually did comment on that on social media. I was like, okay, why isn't it a vulva museum? And they said, because most, most people still use vagina as the word so they wanted it to be easily recognized i still think it was a missed opportunity i'm gonna stick to the vulva um in iceland of course it would be pika so you would be like what pikachu is there a pikachu museum and we'd just be like no that's a pika that's sneezing pikachu well see i just cracked a little joke there might have missed it but uh it was cracked nonetheless so anyway this is what I've been thought, thinking a lot about. Like, what do people think when they come to Iceland? We're so weird in so many ways. And I wonder if there's anybody else there that has thought of the Gayset as a, a big exploding vulva all over the place. And people are always so happy. Just like when um, a vulva squirts, it seems to be so such a joyous event. People are like, woohoo, we got there, we made it, she made it, it's visible, no more faking it for you, my friend, I just saw it squirt out of you. But actually, funny, funnily enough, um, there was one geyser that we actually did fake it with, we put soap in it to like annoy it, and then it would squirt, because people are just like, I want to see it squirt, I just don't want don't, don't to see just bubbling water, like I want to see it squirt, make it squirt. And I guess it's the same what um, they're doing in porn as well, you know, if you want to make it squirt, we can make it squirt, we surely know how to do that, you know, don't you worry. But uh, it was so interesting to me, I was like, huh, okay, so next time, or even if you visit Iceland, you can probably even see it online, gaze it squirting Ooh, the japanese have this whole thing with water as well maybe they've been talking about it because i heard that japan i really want to go there I haven't been um it's like my dream country i've heard that um japan has a lot of geysers and somebody described it as iceland on steroids mm-hmm, kid you not and then they have this whole thing with water and this whole sensual sexual um analogy and analogy with um, water and stuff like that so that's interesting I think we have a lot of parallels actually Japan and Iceland in um, many ways not in all ways but in many ways uh, I mean they might not have the pulsa and we might not have the fisherman stream but being a nation of fishermen here actually it's maybe more of the sheep farmers dream that's a common joke here if being a lonely 
sheep farmer. Well, that's actually, I saw something on Vice in regards to, I think it was in Peru. Well, now I'm just going everywhere that we're with you guys and I'm just totally rambling at this moment. So maybe we should just, um, we should just uh, let it be. But there is one thing that was Icelandic, that was totally interesting, which was um, Anna Tara from Reykjavíkudætur. She did this video um, where she featured, like, so the beginning of this music video is a vulva, like in your face, a vulva, and a hand. So this hand is totally diving into the vulva, into the vagina, and trying to fish something out. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. Um, so... It, the hand is in there and you're like, what is it going to get? Well, this is so exciting. What is going to come out of the vulva? What is happening at this point? And then um, she actually gets out a moon cup full of menstrual blood and kind of like sp- spills the menstrual blood. And then it's just like making the vulva and the labia dance back and forth and twisting it. And it's it's so interesting and so amazing. And she, at the, the video, it got banned from every everywhere like she could not even host it on a porn site because the porn site that the said that they did not uh, want human bodily fluids or human excrement or something like that it was a, some she got some emails it was banned there so it wouldn't be hosted it wasn't hosted anywhere it was continuously like banned everywhere which is so interesting to me you know but maybe we should talk about period shame and period blood and just like how the vulva can express itself and where it can express itself. Well, at least we know that geyser, geyser, yeah, that's where you get the word from, geyser. It's from geyser here in Iceland. Um, we know that uh, geysers like expressing themselves loudly and into the sky with water flowing everywhere. Oh yeah, she's gonna gush. This concludes this week's episode of Sex in Iceland. You can find us wherever you want to listen to your podcast and on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and on S-I-G-G-A-D-O-G-G.com. That's sickadog.com. See you guys later.